48K News. It's 11 o'clock, I'm Julian Quayle. The top story is 11 people arrested in Macau in connection with a money laundering and illegal gambling case. Lawmaker Michael Teen warns that the new Omicron variant could threaten plans to reopen the border of the mainland. Police arrest a man after a woman is pushed onto the light rail track at Taihing North Station in Tunmun, and Hong Kong beat Kuwait in the final match of the T20 World Cup Asian qualifying tournament, but failed to advance. Macau officials say police have arrested 11 people in connection with a money laundering and illegal gambling case. Natalie Ching has more. Macau officials say those detained include a 74-year-old businessman surnamed Chow, but they stopped short of revealing if the suspect was Elvin Chow, the head of junket operators on Citigroup. Investigators say they received tip-offs back in 2019 about a junket company operating an illegal gambling platform for mainland members and launched an official investigation in April last year. A mainland court on Friday issued a warrant for Elvin Chow, accusing him of leading a group to set up illegal casinos on the mainland. Separately, Sun City Group said in a statement to the stock exchange that the media reports of a police investigation referred to a personal matter and did not affect the company's business. Police have arrested a man for allegedly pushing a woman onto the light rail track at Taihing North Station in Tunmun at about 4 p.m. Online CCTV footage showed the woman being pushed from the left-hand side, losing her balance and falling onto the track, which was clear of trains at the time. Police are holding a briefing on the incident. The police said the woman's husband reported the case. Roundtable lawmaker Michael Teen says he expects quarantine-free travel between Hong Kong and the mainland to resume by the end of the year. But he warned that the new Omicron variant could sideline the plan. The government's expected to announce a new health code system for Hong Kong residents this week. Mr. Teen added he doesn't expect the system to involve a new mobile app. The health code app that they're going to review consists of two parts. One is to leave home safe. They will make it mandatory for all restaurants starting next week. But that's in our phone. So when you enter the mainland, you produce your phone to let them download your record. And then they will give you a entry health code app, which is only usable on the mainland, which everybody today has to get anyway. So really, there's nothing new. You're just taking whatever people are using today and they give it a new name. Michael Teen is running for the LegCo seat in New Territories Northwest. The DAB's Holden Chow and third-side candidate Wong Chun-Long are also standing in the constituency. The convener of the Executive Council says the elderly will eventually need to get vaccinated against COVID-19. Bernard Jans was speaking a day after the authorities said it was modelling a plan to ban unvaccinated people from entering certain premises. Mr Chan added the vaccination rate among the elderly must go up or the city will never be able to open its borders to the world. Of course the government would encourage people to get vaccinated. If in the future we have more premises that adopt vaccine bubbles that require people to get jabbed to enter, I believe at the end of the day elderly people will get the shots. They simply lack the motivation now. If we wait for them, they may never get vaccinated. If they don't, Hong Kong's 7.4 million people will be isolated. It's impossible. 
The Dutch authorities say at least 13 people who recently returned on flights from South Africa have been confirmed to have the newly identified Omicron strain. They're among 61 travellers from two flights who had tested COVID positive. It comes on the day the Netherlands tightened restrictions to deal with record levels of infections. Earlier, the medical director of the US company Moderna said it should know within a couple of weeks whether its vaccine is effective against the Omicron variant. Paul Burton told the BBC there were suspicions Omicron could escape current vaccines because of its many mutations. These mutations, at least 30 of them in the spike protein alone, uh, nine of them known to be associated with immune escape, another 11 predicted to be associated with immune escape. You bring those together, I think this is a very concerning, concerning virus. Dr. Burton said if a new vaccine were required to protect against Omicron, Moderna should be able to deliver it in a few months. And the weather for tonight and tomorrow, it will be fine with a high tomorrow of about 20 degrees in urban areas, slightly lower in the new territories, and a high of about 26 degrees will be dry during the day. The outlook fine and dry in the next few days, but becoming cool on Tuesday and staying cool in the morning in the middle and latter parts of the week. The temperature now is 21 degrees and humidity is 76%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is just after five minutes past 11. The South African doctor who raised the alarm over Omicron says dozens of her patients suspected of having the new variant have only shown mild symptoms and recovered fully without hospitalisation. Angelique Kutzi, her chair of the South African Medical Association, said she had seen around 30 patients over the past 10 days who tested positive for COVID-19 but had unfamiliar symptoms. Israel is banning the entry of foreigners for two weeks in response to the Omicron variant. Israelis entering the country will have to quarantine. The government is also bringing back a controversial phone tracking scheme to monitor cases. Here's the Prime Minister, Naftali Bennett. This uh, new B11529 variant is concerning and has the potential to be very dangerous. We are raising a red flag. We understand that we're on the verge of a state of emergency. Uh, we've been working together with uh, other world leaders and now's the time to act fast, early, hard and strong. Back locally, the Chinese YMCA of Hong Kong has found that one-third of pupils do not know what STEM education is, even though they've been taking STEM classes. The group surveyed over 600 secondary and tertiary school students from June to September and found that 26% of survey participants have heard of the word STEM but did not know it stood for science, technology, engineering and mathematics. It also found that 7% of the students had no idea what STEM is. Research lead Isaac Young says it might be because STEM is not an individual subject. As far as I would say that we are slightly surprised since it is quite broadly educated or promoted for years. We have kind of talked to different students from different schools and some of them will have quite a lot of extra curriculum activities and they learned, oh, they are applying STEM and they're using STEM maybe to do volunteer or joining some competition. But some schools don't have this kind of opportunity, so they may not know the definition of STEM, just they don't have the concept at the very beginning. 
Hundreds of protesters have blocked roads in Serbian cities angered at plans by the mining giant Rio Tinto to extract lithium, a key component in electric car batteries and mobile phones, from a mine near the western town of Loznica. In the capital Belgrade, this protester expressed his anger at the plans. I know people who live there and I want them to have a basic right that nobody can force them to give up the land that their ancestors have lived on for years and have fed their families from. In my opinion, these changes are unjust. A popular Indian stand-up comedian has indicated he won't perform anymore after Hindu fundamentalists forced organisers to cancel several of his shows. Manuel Faruqi, who's from India's Muslim minority, said hate had won and the artist had lost. His latest show to be cancelled was in the southern city of Bangalore following threats by right-wing groups. To sport and cricket, Hong Kong beat Kuwait by 35 runs in their final match of the T20 World Cup Asian qualifying tournament in Dubai. But the result wasn't enough to get the SAR over the line. Hong Kong had set a target of 155 for three. Only the top team can advance to the global qualifiers and the UAE had earlier hammered Nepal by 48 runs to finish the tournament unbeaten with 10 points. That left Hong Kong in second place with eight points. Meanwhile, India's Sheriff Ayer once again dazzled on his debut test, hitting his second 50-plus score of the match to put his team in charge of the opening test against New Zealand. New Zealand claimed four wickets in the morning session to nose ahead on the penultimate day at Campo's Green Park Stadium. Ayer followed his first innings 100 with a crucial 65, forging 50-plus stands with Ravi Chandran Ashwin and Ridham Saha to revive India, who declared their second innings on 234-7. to New Zealand were 4 for 1 and chasing a daunting victory target of 284 when bad light stopped play. And to end the news, the top stories once again. 11 people are arrested in Macau in connection with a money laundering and illegal gambling case. Lawmaker Michael Turn warns that the new Omicron variant could threaten plans to reopen the border of the mainland. And Hong Kong beat Kuwait in that final match of the T20 World Cup Asian qualifying tournament, but failed to advance. The news from RTHK. Thanks a lot. More headlines from our newsroom at midnight. Ten minutes after 11, hour two of the programme. And getting into... This hour was something from Full Flava Refreshed, featured at the end of last month. The Nigel Lois Philly Mix of Too Much, Too Late. And this features Dee Johnson. And I like it a lot. <laughs> 